from the Tough Porch Confessional, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 261, and welcome back to my front porch. It is a chilly, chilly morning here. Got the fire going, which is kind of awesome. Just sitting outside. Uh, I love the morning time because it's so quiet. I love how quiet it is in the morning. It's interesting being here in the city, um, how quiet it is. Like our little nook, our little neighborhood, it's just so quiet. And there's something about the pace of life in the morning. You know, if you, you think about the morning and you, know, you get up, get a cup of coffee, This at least this is my routine, get a cup of coffee, I let the dog out. You know, I'm not in a hurry, I'm not in a rush just kind of getting ready it's almost like your body's like yo just slow down don't try to move too quick this isn't going to be good if you try to force it (laughs) and uh and then you just kind of sit for a sec have your coffee kind of welcome yourself into the day and i'm trying to figure out i've talked about this a few times how do i bring that attitude that kind of way of pace into the rest of my day because i'm telling you it's almost like eight o'clock hits and then it's game time. It's game on. And in some ways, I kind of slow down in the mornings to really get prepare myself for that. But I, I keep challenging myself. Like, I think there's an opportunity to pull that pace throughout the day. And it's something I'm really learning about myself. And maybe you're like me. You're like a go-getter. I want to knock it out. I want to conquer, you know. And uh, But, man, it comes like 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and you're like, woo. You know, and I always talk about putting it out on the field. Like I put it all out on the field, but I'm trying to figure out how to take the pace of what I experience in the morning and even the slowing down here in the morning and draw that out throughout the day. Um, And maybe that'll allow me to listen better, hear better, see people better. Maybe it'll allow me to hear the Lord better. Um, I don't know. It's something I'm working through, but uh, I do think morning times are really, really important. So, you know, what's your routine in the morning? How do you kind of before you get into the chaos of the day, how do you kind of slow down? And then the idea would be like, how do you pull that uh, through the rest of your day? I think that'd be cool. So uh, our family is heading up to the mountains in Payson, Arizona. Uh, We're heading up there uh, today, actually, for for the few days. So I won't be doing uh, another podcast this weekend, uh, but I'll pick back up next week. And uh, this will be a really cool time for our family to connect. We've been looking forward to that. So uh, just heads up, it won't be another podcast coming this week, um, but I'll pick back up next week. Uh, Thank you so much for all of you who continue to listen. Really appreciate. And then honestly, the generosity of so many of you who uh, give to the podcast, I really appreciate it. It helps me kind of pay the bills and continue to go. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Okay, the passage for today is 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. For this reason, I remind you to fan the flame, uh, to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. I'll read it again. Second, Second Timothy 1, 6-7. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. You know, I, uh, I've been getting into hunting 
and I've got some buddies who do that. And that's a, you know, if you're out in Arizona, like it's kind of the wild west in some way. So yeah. And, and, you know, leaving California was really hard for me. And part of the reason why it was hard was the ocean. I mean, the ocean was just this outlet for me and I loved it. And so, uh, I just feel like I need to get out into the wilderness and, you know, there's a wilderness that happens in the ocean and there's an actual wilderness (laughs) that happens in Arizona. And so, uh, I'm learning how to hunt. And so, you know, learning from some buddies and asking around and they're and I was like I they're like you need to get binoculars and I was like oh I have some and they're like tell me about them well I think I got them on Amazon they were like 30 bucks and they were like absolutely not you have to go you have to spend a decent amount of money on binoculars and I was like I'm not doing that and they're like trust me so for Christmas I took basically all my Christmas money um, and I bought a pair of binoculars and I cannot tell you the the difference is night and day. It's unbelievable. And and the reason why they tell me is it's the glass and it's the optics and all these other things that make up a binocular so much clearer. This is what Paul is inviting Timothy back into. And this is what he's inviting you and I back into. There is a clarity of life that we're being invited, a clarity and focus uh, as we move forward in who God's called us to be. And what he wants us to do is kind of flame, you know, fan that clarity, help us see who we are and what we've been called to do. And this is what I love about Paul. Paul's an awesome pastor. He's such a good pastor. He really, really cares for his people, but he's also a wonderful spiritual father. He's a spiritual father to Timothy. And while he's not there in person with Timothy, he he is essentially kind of sitting down with him through this letter and, and he's challenging him. Uh, he's challenging him, but he's also encouraging him. You know, uh, Timothy is this leader of this church and he's trying to encourage and challenge him to be who God's called him to be. And it, and it started getting me thinking, even as we get going, um, about do you have somebody who does that for you do you have somebody in your life who challenges you on a regular basis um i was meeting with a a church leader yesterday and he said i'm not interested in everybody telling me how great i am i want people who challenge me who love me and they challenge me and so i thought you know do you have anybody in in your life like that you really should find somebody in your life who really challenges you to be who god's called you to be um and then the other thing is is there anybody you're doing this for you know if we're just always around affirming people and that's not a bad thing uh is telling people how great they are how much god loves them and how they are gift that's important but also we need to be challenging people so you know once you kind of had that system of a mentor or spiritual leader in your life now go you can go be that for other people as you learn and grow in that and so um i'm so grateful i can't tell you how grateful i am for the leaders in my life who have who have done this for me and and to me and I, i really think it's allowed me to grow so much so right off the bat you know in these letters to timothy paul's like listen i love you man and I want to see you do exponentially more for the kingdom of God. And, and what he says to him here, which is so beautiful, is you got you to gotta fan the flame. You know, Paul, Paul is reminding this, this young leader, you have gifts. Timothy, you've got these gifts. I laid my hands on you. The spirit of God is in you. Like, you've got gifts, right? And you need to use it at the capacity that God provides for you. 
And, and, you know, here's the thing with Timothy, and I think for most of us, like, our fire's not out. Like, it's not out. Like, we're doing good work and good things, and we're using some of the abilities that, that God has given to us. But maybe they're not, like, fully, fully alive, fully moving forward. And I really think when we're starting to live into that giftedness, into those gifts that God gives to us, uh, we all of a sudden start feeling alive. When's the last time you just felt alive as a result of doing the thing that you feel like that God's invited you into? And, and I think it's so true for so many of us is the learning that we we need to use that gift for the glory of God and get after it. And and uh, I, I think... If you, if you kind of slow down, look at your life, you just have to continue to ask the question, like, am I really using my gift for the glory of God? And is it benefiting other people? And, and I just think there's a lot of people who aren't living that way, who aren't doing that. And they need kind of a spiritual kick in the butt. Maybe you need that today. Maybe you just need a spiritual kind of kick in the butt. You know, and the question is, well, why? Why is it if God has given us these gifts? One, he's given each and every one of us a gift. We are a part of a body. When that body operates as a whole, fingers, toes, ears, eyes, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so when uh, we don't use those, it's almost like the body's like, hey, 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 come on, finger. Like, I need, I need you to get back in the game. And so the question is, well, why? Why is it that we don't use those gifts? I think there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of fear of failure. There's a lot of fear of um, like maybe I won't use it right or, or is this even the gift that God has given to me? Like there's a lot of fear of why people aren't moving forward, what they believe or, or what God has given to them and, they, and maybe they just don't see it, right? And so there's a lot of fear out there. And the question is, is the reason why you're not using the gift that God has given to you as a result of fear, fear of failure, you know, fear of stepping out, you know, like, oh my gosh, if I use my gift, I know God's going to ask me to sacrifice and I don't want to do that, right? Is there a fear of that? You know, I think busyness is another reason why we're just too busy. Everybody's busy, busy doing everything, busy with life, busy with the kids, busy, just so busy that we, and, and maybe we'll say to the Lord, Lord, one day, one day I'll use this gift for you, but right now I can't. And I wonder if the Lord's like, but I didn't give you tomorrow, right? He's gently saying that. I'm, I'm more like coach right now, but like he's gently going like, but I haven't given you tomorrow. I give you that gift. I want you to use it today. You know, I want you really want you to go after that because sometimes we're too busy or we haven't prioritized our lives. We're not u- utilizing or moving forward that gift we really feel like God has given to us. Uh, Maybe it's a lack of faith. Oh no, he wouldn't want to use me that way. Yeah, he does. And have the faith and move forward. Take that step, risk to be able to see it. And I think for most people, it's distraction. Distraction with different things. And maybe that's what's going on with Timothy. He's like taking care of the needs of the people, which isn't a bad thing. That's a part of his gift. But Paul's like, there's something more, man. There's something bigger that I got going for you here. You know, and and, and I think that the refocus of what we need to do, so often our focus is on us and what we need to understand is, no, no, no. Who does the work? It's God that does the work. He's the one who gave us the gift and he's the one uh, where we get the power from. 
you know, and where do we, what do we get the power for what? For more love and more self-control. Now think about that for a second. I mean, just, just humor me for a second. He could have said anything there. He could have said anything there that he, that the spirit gave us more power for dot, 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 and dot. You could have added anything in there. And why does he say love and self-control? And I think this is important as it relates to your gift. And as we focus in on Jesus, remember the whole, the canon of scriptures helping us come to understand that who Jesus is and how that makes a difference in our lives. And, and I think he talks about the love uh, of not just for God, but for others. And the, the love for God is what allowed Jesus to love us into death. And I want to be really clear here, and this is so important, so important. Jesus first loved the Father, and we are the people who benefited. A lot of times we make ourselves the center of that story. It, we are not the center of the story. God is. He's always been the center of the story. And so what you do and how you love God and how you listen to God will impact the way you care for one another. And at what Paul's encouraging him, the Spirit of God is pushing us and propelling us to not just love God, but experience his love. And as we do that, we will make a dramatic impact in other people's lives. They will benefit through the love that you have for God and the love you receive from God. So he's like, love, that you've given you a spirit of love, a power of love. And then the second thing is, is he's given us a spirit of self-control, a power of self-control, which, you know, other ways to say it is a, a, a discipline or clear-mindedness. And I just think around distractedness or, or faith or, or fear, some of these things that are kind of sidelining us, and maybe we're sidelining Timothy, it's like Jesus was focused. Just think about it. Like if you read through the Gospels, there's so much distraction going around Jesus. So much distraction. And yet he is completely and utterly focused in on obeying the Father. I mean, you've got the disciples and what the disciples think he should do. You have the, the Pharisees and what they think he should do. You have the Romans and what he, they think he should do. You have the poor. You've got all these people, all these things that are distracting. And Jesus is focused. Self-control on his mission. And this is what we're being invited to. This is the power he's given us, power to love God and love others, and the power to not be distracted and move forward in our calling. Because our faith in God will impact the focus of our life. And so the question is simple. What is your gift? Like, what is he given to you? You need to figure that out. And, and honestly, if you find a mentor or a spiritual father or mother, they can help you with that. And how does it need to be fanned into flame to move forward in power and the power of love and the power of self-control? Father God, we are so grateful for you. Oh, you are good. You are kind. You are loving. Pray that, that you would give us uh, wisdom in how to see and experience the fan flame that your spirit is doing in our hearts, our souls, in our lives for your glory and your honor. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time.